Hi there. Welcome to Peppers and Flowers, where sales and marketing doesn't make sense. Please join us for the conversation. James, as always, again and again and again, we do this every week. At least we try to. Um, good morning to you, sir. How is everything? Brilliant, man. Things are doing, I mean, life is good. Uh, I guess my health is doing well, you know, just uh, staying strong. And um, I'm excited about business and about life right now. I think there's a lot of things to look forward to this year. I have to rem remind myself that we're still kind of early on in the year and there's a lot to look forward to as we grow this year out. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to a lot of new things that are going on in my company. And, uh, and I feel like there's a lot of uh, just excitement out there as, as far as what can be done in business and in life. So I'm optimistic, man. Yeah, same here. Same here. And I think our code for this podcast is not to talk about a certain virus going around. Yeah. <laughs> so we're yeah, going to try to like... Just keep the mindset fresh. I think it's as dramatic as, well, I'm not going to downplay it, but I think it's just as dramatic as you, you want to make it personally. So we're just going to keep a good mindset today. We're just going to talk about our agenda, hopefully give some value to people and just move forward. Like that's pretty much what you can do right now. So, amen. That's right. Perfect. So, um, well, I was wondering, Daniel, you know, I know that, um, you know, sometimes life can throw us some curveballs. Um, you know, we get into a pinch and, you know, we wonder what to do. Uh, maybe it's a, a financial struggle of sorts, or maybe it's a health issue or, or just relationships or anything in business that can maybe uh, send us in the wrong direction. And, you know, I know oftentimes, even as entrepreneurs that have a lot of motivation, we could tend to want to just give up or, or slow down a little bit or, um, you know, feel a little bit under the weather. Um, what do you think? I mean, what do you do when you're in a pinch or when life throws you a curveball? Yeah. Weird, huh? I think, well, I guess no one really knows. I feel like you discover a lot about yourself when you, like push yourself forward or whatever's happening in your life. And then something weird happens. And then it kind of all depends on how you're going to deal with it. Um, an example I can give you is, and maybe you can relate to this. Maybe a lot of people can. Do you ever have like this massive amount of motivation and you just like feed off it? It's like this like flaming fire and you're going out, you're trying to like build something or do something or get more sales or whatever it might be, right? Whatever it is in like your job or business. And like you hit it. Do you feel like your motivation like rides a little bit out of the excitement, but then it just kind of dies. And then you just maybe feel like, like that's a curveball in a weird way. Like how do I, I don't have really motivation now to like get back. I already did it. So I don't have motivation to go further because I, like, I put so much energy. I feel like my tank's empty. Yeah, totally, man. I, I totally get what you're saying. I think sometimes um, we tend to have motivations for temporary reasons. Maybe, 
you know, oh, if I, <clears throat> you know, hit this goal of mine, I'll get a, I'll win the contest or, or do something to get like a quick reward. Um, I think when something's a little bit um, more permanent, like a, say a lifelong vision of ours or a lifelong goal, then those motivations tend to stay with us. And no matter what happens, we still stick to commitment and to perseverance. Um, and we, we still strive to reach those goals. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I think uh, sometimes, you know, I, I guess there's that saying, you know, when the, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. And almost like, you know, for those people who have, who, who anchor themselves in a deeper motivation, they could tend to like go a little bit stronger when it gets difficult. It almost they step into that, that struggle and, and make it out better on the other side or something. Yeah, I just, I think it's weird. Don't, I mean, there's plenty of times where like I'm, I think you and I've done a few projects together and the motivations like always have, I guess that's it. I think I just figured out motivation always has to be like rekindled. Like you always have to keep putting firewood on it. Mm. Cause I know we get like, like you and I would, we're doing this one project. I'm trying to get all these business owners signed up and it was working well. And then it kind of was like, it kind of flatlined a little bit. And then we were thinking, well, why don't we try, why don't we do this business? Why don't we do that? Try this. You want to, and we kind of had to like stop for a second and go, wait, wait, wait. Like, I think we're losing motivation. Like let's put more fire on wood on the, let's put more wood on the fire to like, remember like how we felt when we first started doing this together. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I get, it really is like a, pr- everything is a process and it's crazy. And it kind of, it might, it kind of stresses me out a little bit. Right. So to have a job, wherever it is, is a process. You have to get hired, onboarded, trained, get, learn your job, then get better at your job. So you can keep your job, right? It's always like what each one of those steps has its own process that you always have to keep implementing, like show up on time to work. It's not just a one-time thing. You always have to keep doing that. And even like motivation, it's, I, I guess we can agree that some people are mo- more motivated than others just naturally. Like they just might come off as more of like a uplifting person about everything. But that even that's a process. Like you still have to feed that motivational fire. Um, like your skills for your job, your skills for your business, you still always have to keep that motivating. It's like every extra amount of income you get, you that there's gonna be that much more problems that you'll have to deal with. Like I'm making five thousand dollars a month. Now when you move to twenty-five thousand dollars a month, there's twenty-five thousand dollars a month problems. Absolutely. Yeah. No, there's no, there's no uh, accidents or coincidences. I mean, if we take on a second job or a third job or work more hours, um, there's no doubt that's going to cut into our, our, our lives a little bit as far as, you know, other relationships or obligations we have. And, um, you know, we all already have, you know, 24 hours in a day and so much energy. And so we have to budget it um, appropriately. So, um, I think some of it is being wise to know that, you know, we, we can't necessarily do everything all the time. We have to, you know, um, tell ourselves what we, what we could do, what we shouldn't do, and, um, and try, try not to take off more than we can handle, you know. 
Um, so yeah, there's got to be some wisdom on, on on what we get ourselves involved with. Um, and I certainly know that for for sure as a business owner, sometimes it's like I want to take on another project or I want to do something else to to grow the business. But then is the timing right? And do I have the energy and time to do that? You know, these are all questions that I have to ask myself. And if it's not, then even it's even if it's like the best idea possible, you know, um, I have to put it off just just for success measures. I mean, how do I succeed in other areas if I'm burning out? So, I mean, I have to, like you said, keep the embers going in the fire to, to burn successfully. And then maybe once there's a level of success in certain areas, then you could branch off and take on more responsibilities. But uh, to do so yeah. early on is a little bit premature. It's also hard to get completely burnt out and like feel like nothing's going right to like get back up and keep doing what you're doing. Right. That's, that's really difficult to do. You know, pretend you're, pretend you have a client base and then all of a sudden, like, let's say you have 10 clients, right? And then all of a sudden, like five of them drop off. And then two weeks later, a few more drop off. And you're like, oh my God, what the heck just happened? So that just happened. Maybe you got one bad review for whatever reason. And just like all this bad stuff keeps happening. And then now you're just kind of like, oh my God, now I have to like figure this out. You know, you're not prepared for it. Hmm. And so maybe you hit your 10 clients at first and was thinking, man, cool. I'm sitting pretty. This is great. I'm helping everyone out. Things are going great. And then you lose the clients. You feel a little burnt out because you spent so much time and effort to get the 10 clients. And then all this bad stuff started happening. And then you get a review on top of it. And so all just whatever bad could happen, let's just say it does. I would say that person probably feels extremely defeated. So how would you, you know, it's hard to go, well, look on the bright side, just get back up and keep going. <laughs> You're just like, I just want to lay in right. bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I guess um, we have to be honest with ourselves and, you know, when there's a hit or there's a struggle, we have to acknowledge it. Cause I think if we just put blinders on and go, Oh no, everything's great. We'll continually get hit in the future. And then we might even just get wounded. And, uh, not even acknowledge it and it could really cause us to have deep deep pain whether it's financial or anything else um, our image in the in the in the corporate marketplace um, just how people review us and things like that those can all damage us so i mean we have to take measures um, you know if it's a customer service thing and we have to reply to some of those negative reviews then we need to do those things if we you know we're not paying our invoices and so we're getting stuck with late fees we need to figure out how, to, how can I pay this invoice? You know, I mean, we have to take measures. So it's not that we just, um, I don't think the solution is to put blinders on and act like nothing's wrong. Uh, we still have to acknowledge the issues that come up, I guess. But what, what keeps us through those difficulties to even press on is what I'm trying to get to is that it has to come from a deep place of almost purpose and vision you know, why, why am I a business owner? Why am I going into business to begin with? Or why did I go into business to begin with? And uh, what's my main motivation? What's my vision for this, you know? And if those things are in line and we're focused on those things, 
um, you know, these, these uh, kind of trials that we come across, they won't really knock us down or rock us too much, you know? Yeah, I agree. I just kind of, you're not going to be, you're not going to be down on luck for forever, you know, plus things can change on an instant. Seriously. It's it, especially in sales. Like if you're in mm -hmm. a sales position that, that can change literally on in five minutes in one phone call or like you go a whole day making phone calls and you don't hit your quota because you just haven't didn't get a sale or whatever kind of sales position you're at. Mm -hmm. In the last hour, you can call the right person and it just flips and you get your sale. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now you're just super happy and motivated again. Right. Th things can things can change. Things are always temporary too. Yeah. Things are always temporary. And if you think about it like you know if if you knew the day you would you would leave this earth mm -hmm. i'm curious about this question so if you knew the day that you would leave this earth you don't know how you don't know like if how you die or anything like that you just know on this day three years from now i'm going to be gone i wonder depending on the person would it's either this is my opinion i feel like it's either going to motivate them extremely to do and they're going to start doing things that they've never done before kind of like a bucket list thing Right, or they're just gonna work or spend more time with they're they're gonna do something extreme, like work more hours or or to quit their job or you know something like that, and they're just gonna live the moment and be grateful and happy and I think the second side is gonna be people are really gonna be anxious in their head, concerned, worried, sad, so one will take kind of grasp it and then the other is going to just dwell in it does that kind of make sense yeah i'm trying to think here because that's uh i mean you know the, the, that's right there's two different camps of people the people that really dwell on it and get anxious and, and worrisome and then there's the people who um yeah. to kind of rise above the fray and just like look at the solution side of things yeah, like you, can't, you can't necessarily know how you're going to act in that situation, but you can, mm -hmm. it's fun just to role play with it. Like, I have no idea, frankly, how I would react in that. I'd like to think I'd be the one that just takes it and just runs with it and be like, all right, I accept it. I'm moving forward. I'm making right. change in my life. I want to do that. But I think because I tend to do that anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know there's a, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of us who would say, you know what? Uh, I wouldn't change a thing. I would just keep living life the way that I live it and, and right. just keep, keep pressing on, you know? So, um, so there's that, there's that, there's that group of people too, who wouldn't be maybe too extreme, but they would just live life the, the normal way. And, um, you know, spend time with the people they spend time with, do the work they need to do because they do that every day anyways, you know? Right. Um, I, I see you as being one of those people, honestly, because like, I mean, you, you, you tend to your family, you tend to your work, you, 
you take care of yourself, you know, it seems like you do do it. You're, you're a well-balanced, you know, person and you do a good job at it. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, someone like, like yourself or someone who's high performing and just, you know, caring and, and all the rest, they just, they'll just live life the same. Um, yeah. You know, well, um, back yeah. at you, I, I, I feel, and maybe, pe- maybe people, you know, can answer this question better for you than yourself, you know, like, right. Like, I feel the same way for you. <laughs> I'm like confessing my love for you or something, but no, um, I feel the same for you. Like you're very, you're very, you're a Christian man. You believe in your faith. You believe in what you do, your family. And I, I feel like in under any circumstance that might be hard to take in, like, like for some reason, you know, the day that you won't be here anymore, like that mm. scenario I mentioned. I feel like you're such a grounded person and you know your purpose and your family and who you are, your father, you're a Christian, you're a business owner, you're this, and it's not going to change anything, right? You're still going to, you're like, okay, I'm still doing what I'm doing. Like I, ha- you know what I mean? Yeah. You're not going to, there's no panic. Like you already, it seems like you already appreciate everything. You already, you already, um, to go off what I'm just saying real quick, because I want to get your opinion on this, is mm. you're already set, right? You already have your foundation. That's the goal. So people want the, I think I said this in another podcast, and I say this every podcast. <laughs> I always refer back to other ones. But mm. the goal is to like achieve this before you achieve anything greater, like monetary or success, whatever it is. I mean, anything. So if you can achieve being grateful for who you are, being happy, and then everything comes after as a bonus based on what your performance and stuff, that's what you want. You don't want to try to chase your happiness or your, your, you know, as a product of success or making more money. Like, and then go, oh, now I'm happy. Because once that's Absolutely. gone, you're going to be just as miserable as you were before. Yeah, totally. I mean, um, honestly, yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate the accolades and I, and I, I'm grateful. Cause like, you know, you're right. Because honestly, if, if I, I think my happiness came first, you know, I was, I was, I was content as a person. I was happy as a person. Uh, I would even use the word joyful. I was joyful as a person. <clears throat> and then from that, then I started, you know, fellowship sales. Then I started different things. Then I did this, then I did that. So all the things that I do are byproducts of kind of just my general, um, uh, what's the word, I guess, attitude is being kind of joyful and happy. And so it's like, I guess that answers the question to begin with is that that's what fuels uh, our, our motivation, you know, it's just, just the, the nature of who we are and our, our attitude towards life, towards family, towards God, uh, towards people. Um, that fuels us, you know, and so it's like, yeah, we just, we are thriving already internally, you know, we're full of, we're full of life, full of joy. And then from there, we're like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to help this person. I want to help this company. I want to do this for the, for the marketplace, you know? And so that's, you're you're exactly, I totally agree. I mean, um, I'm trying, I'm I'm probably getting a little bit more intense than I should be on this. I mean, you know, sometimes, um, it doesn't happen perfectly like that, you know, I mean, sometimes, yeah, we, we get, I get negative, I get, you know, I'm, I'm pessimistic at times, 
But I mean, in, in, when, if you look at the grand scale of things, you know, maybe it's like 80-20 or 70-30, you know, um, more, more good than, than, than the negative, you know? Yeah. Yeah, really, for sure. I think that translates into sales really well, too. Um, because you, you can correct me on this. I think it translates into sales really well because there's a lot of times you're, you know, you're dealing with people. So I feel sometimes you are either hitting people and trying to convince them of something, right? And then you're hitting people that maybe you might not be trying to convince them, but you're trying to reframe them and show them how much they actually need you. But you're doing it in a way that you're actually looking out for them, you know? I think this kind of, what we just talked about previously, can translate into sales very well. Yeah, I mean, honestly, because what I think it bleeds off of us, like when you, when you and I are genuinely happy or excited, um, and we're, we're being that positive person, uh, when we get into a sales situation or, or any kind of a service situation, it comes across it just you know your attitude starts to shine off and and glow a little bit and people go wow you know like i just like talking to you you're you're very positive um actually i had a guy tell me that about you it was um the good sign guy you know um and he was saying yeah you know daniel's very positive it's good good talking to him and working with him and so it's like awesome. you know little do we know i'm sorry i said great it's awesome yeah yeah you know and so like uh but it's good when, when it comes from somebody else that we're, we're, we're just kind of going about our own business and, and handling business as usual. And then, you know, honestly, people just notice it and they go, wow, you know, something about working with you I like. And, uh, you know, you do make a difference in my business and I, I really appreciate the service you provide. You know, they start to see us differently because we're not just selling a widget. We're not just making a deal. We're actually being helpful and, and, um, and doing things that are innovative and creative to help them out. So um, I think innovation yeah. and creativity, it comes from that, that joy and that, that, that excitement in life. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think, I think it's pretty awesome, frankly. You know, I, I, just, I just like how there's so many different angles that you can take things in, in whatever you're doing. You know, there's so many different things that you can do. And the great thing is most businesses deal with people. So whatever, whatever type of strategy you're, you're trying to come up with, I think the underlying layer is always, well, I'm still going to be talking to some woman. I'm going to be talking to some guy. I'm going to be talking to some whatever per business owner or current customer, whatever, like you're talking to, you're talking to people or you're trying to communicate something to people. Uh, you're trying to convince someone or show them that they really need your help to get out of the situation. They really, they really need your service. Um, and then being able to also just show them your true colors. Like I'm actually a really cool guy. You know, I think you'll like, I think you'll like working with me. That's a value proposition. I feel like too. Mm. I don't know. It's just kind of something to brainstorm on. 
Yeah, like, you know, I mean, yeah. Totally well, we gotten we gotten people six figure results. We got this amazing that four billion views. But oh, and by the way, you'll really like working with me. I'm a really cool guy. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Because uh, you know, people change people. You know, ultimately, if if we're being influential and in the way we are. Uh, it's going to influence people and they might, they might even leave better uh, after talking to us, you know, like, man, you know, I met with Daniel, I met with James and, you know, it was a great meeting. I learned a lot. I grew as a person and uh, it was just a good, good meeting. And so um, we had someone recently say that to us, right? He sent us an email saying, you know, he learned a lot. He grew a little bit and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, if you leave someone feeling better, uh, whether about themselves or about life in general, uh, you've done your job and, um, and they're going to feel better about it and want to meet with you again, you know, and that's just the bottom line. Uh, sometimes we won't, we, we won't even have to like, you know, give ourselves um, that own accolade. We could just, you know, people will say it for us. And, um, and I think that's genuine and, and that, that brings life to, to businesses, you know, and um, yeah, I mean, in the same way too, you know, there's 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 plenty of people out there that, that I've worked with that I've really been impressed by. And so I'll I'll leave comments for them and reviews and encourage them. And um that that so it's kind of a give and take, you know, we we give our part as well. Yeah. It's really it's powerful stuff. It's powerful stuff. And I actually I mentioned this to you. And again, this this kind of all this is kind of a smorgasbord of topics today, but it's okay. I actually started implementing a morning routine, and I got to tell you, I've been in so many mastermind groups and coaching programs, and kind of my two current coaches tell me this all the time. And, you know, what's your morning routine? And I kind of threw it aside all the time because I'm like, I don't need a morning routine. I just get up. I perform, I do my thing and it works and I spend time with family, but I started implementing my morning routine like uh, past couple days. And okay. I got to tell you, I've tried this before and I just wasn't into it, but I'm in, I feel like I've hit a mindset right now where it translates well. So I do find myself in better moods. Like Actually, I do find myself being able to control my moods better too, reactions or being irritable um, because of my morning routines. So like I'll get up at 6 or 6.30 depending, and then I'll spend like an hour just kind of like to myself. So 6.30 to 7 or 6 to 7 or 6.30 to 7.30. I just have coffee, maybe like put some TV on or something or just whatever I want, just something chill. But I, I don't even look at my phone. That's the one thing I don't do. Cause if I see something like an email or a text, like that's instant stress. So I just don't even look at that. And then from seven 30 to like eight 30, I spend that time like doing breakfast. My kids get up, my wife's up, we kind of hang out. And then seven 30 to eight 30, wait, did I say that? Seven 30 to eight 30 is breakfast and playtime. And then right. 8.30 to 9, I'll like go on my computer, look at my phone, check emails out. And then when 9 hits, like my calls start or like my day start, starts. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, I feel like a machine 
Like whatever, whatever depressing day I had before, mm-hmm. it all goes away. Like I'm gonna go, nice. I just lost 10 clients. I just lost five. Like, I don't know how I'm gonna pay my bills or I'm just saying, I'm just thinking of like really like stuff that people dwell on. You know, usually it's like money mm-hmm. stuff. Usually it's like family things, um, whatever it might be, right? Right. That morning routine really helps me like deal with any sort of struggles or anxiety I have about anything. Mm-hmm. And it just puts me in the right mindset for the day. And I just feel so much more clean in my head. That's awesome, man. That's, it sounds like you have, you have a program that works for you. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, whether whether we wake up early or later or work later or whatever it is, I mean, as long as we have a routine, I think that that we could stick to, it gives us um, a structure, you know, and um, ah, man, and especially for the people who work at home, you know, the entrepreneurs who have a home home business, and you know, they're not going to an office with other people. Uh, it's even more difficult because we have, you know, the the luxury of just doing whatever we want. We could go and, you know, have a snack. We can just do, we could lay down, we could take a nap. I mean, there's so many things and, and options, but like, you know, we have to choose to to stick to this, this routine and it's, it's a structure that keeps us stable and, and also productive. And so that's pretty cool that you have that. And, and, and now it's just a matter of sticking to it and uh, keeping it consistent. Yeah, um, I think, yeah. <laughs> and, and like, I think also too, like coupled with like working hard and, and, and sticking to a disciplined structure, like also, um, going out and, and exercising, you know, whether it's, uh, going to the gym for uh, half an hour, go for a quick walk. Um, I think it's important for us to, to do that as well. Um, you know, I, I live next to a, a, a couple of blocks of, uh, you know, uh, like, like, uh, there's this walk up Victoria street here and the, there's, there's beautiful trees and flowers and nature's just really nice on that walk. And so we just, you know, I'll go up there for a little bit and go for a walk to the local farmer's market or something like that and take a breather for say 30, 40 minutes, um, you know, or just go around the block or whatever it is. But I mean, um, I think like to get refreshed, um, we shouldn't, um, Sometimes, like what I tend to do, is uh, you know uh, work more to get rejuvenated or strengthened, but then I realize that's not the answer. <laughs> you know, um, mm. sometimes I think, oh, I'll just get this done and I'll feel better about it and I'll work even harder. And but sometimes it's no, it's taking a taking a break and going for a walk and then coming back and everything's a little bit more clear, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, so yeah, I mean, working harder to do more work, um, sometimes isn't the right answer I found. Yeah. It's, it's, there's so many different variables, right? Like people are in different situations. People work, there's some people that work super hard, some people that work less. I mean, it, it really just all depends on. I don't think any of that really matters, frankly. I think it's more about where the person is at mentally um, mm-hmm. in terms of like how satisfied are you right now? And they might go, well, I'm not satisfied because I want to make seven figures. Okay, that's different. I just mean like personally, like if you had nothing, like are you happy with yourself? You know, are you satisfied? Like are you grateful for things that you do have or whatever? I think that's really the 
first thing anyone should achieve. And then whatever you're trying to get on top of that, then it's that's secondary. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I'm t- I totally believe in that too. But man, you know, what's funny is I was thinking about this. So you know how they say, I'm going to switch topics real quick. You know how they say, um, if you don't have a good marketing campaign, then even though you have a good product, it doesn't, you won't sell anything. Yeah, that the product by itself can't sell itself kind of thing. Yeah. So I was thinking about this. Um, if you have a crappy marketing campaign, but you have a really good product and you don't get sales, let's say, I don't think that's necessarily true, honestly, because I think it's true in certain situations. So no matter what type of marketing campaign you run, you still are going to get results between zero and very few at first. And this is, this results match like businesses that are just starting. You know what I mean? Like, e-commerce stores that don't get any sales. No one knows about them. It's just, they're not even a business. It's just, it's just a store. Then you start a marketing campaign to start driving traffic, finding the audience, building recurring customers, all that sort of mumbo jumbo. And then you start getting sales. And so the sales are going to go anywhere from zero to like a minimal amount at first, which is always kind of like that. But if you're like a big company that people know about you, and you intentionally run a crappy marketing campaign, but maybe that's the point of the campaign, right? So people look at it and go, oh my God, this is horrible. Like, but it's a large company that you recognize and it's kind of funny. That could actually have a positive result, potentially. You know, it's, and I think, I think the idea behind it is kind of a little bit what we talked about today, which is, Hey, by the way, I'm a cool person, right? And so if, I, if you try to joke with someone that you just met, you risk them thinking mm, you're kind of a prick or he's kind of cocky or he's kind of annoying, right? You risk like them not understanding your personality right off the bat and then them going, uh, I'm not sure about this guy, right? Yeah. But if, I, if you know the person, they understand you and go, oh, yeah, he jokes. Oh, he's funny, you know? So when you say something a little off color or a little different, it, you know, you get, they understand it. They'll laugh at you or a little, they'll add to the conversation, you see? And so I think the same thing applies to, you could run an intentionally crappy campaign if you're a larger company that people know about you. You have a big enough uh, reputation or it's like the relationships there, but with a smaller company where no one knows about them, that could be detrimental because they're putting off the wrong impression, you know? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta kind of earn your keep, you know, you can't, uh, you know, the people who've, who've proven themselves and um, gotten to the point where they could do things like that and be a little bit more uh, carefree in how they do marketing. Uh, they've earned 
their their branding and they've earned you know their their place in the market so it's like they could slip up and make a few mistakes but i mean someone who is like trying to say someone who's first to market or first to do something and they're, they're new they're they're a young company i mean people are going to be looking at them especially you know if they're new uh with like these microscopes you know and uh, magnifying lenses and trying to go well do these guys really um are do they really worth their salt are they are they are they legitimate you know and so they question and question and question but um so yeah you have to kind of ask yourself the question who am i like where am i in the market do people even know who i am what liberties do i have with marketing and and also um what kind of impression am i giving off if i market in a way that's like um i don't know a little bit more flamboyant than usual or whatever am i am i trying to like stand out and if i stand out too much will that hurt me those are all really good questions to ask yeah i just i love that i love that idea um if you just watch tv you can see what i'm talking about you know like do you see a ton of standard commercials at at um xyz bank we have your back you know we're the best place to invest invest at xyz bank you know like there's that stuff you see a lot of that and then you see things that are like a little off which in a way they're not great commercials per se they're just like weird and wacky like um watch wait let me think uh, what's that company that has Emu Limu? Oh, um, what is that? I can't remember. Emu Limu, Washington Mutual, right? Yeah, I think I, I can't remember, but yeah, I think it was a bank or an insurance company or something. Yeah, it was something like that. But it's just it's like so it's like hysterical. It have this like emu, you know, like it looks like an ostrich. Mm-hmm. And there's like his sidekick, which is like this guy with a mustache, and it's like some corny like '70s looking dude. Um, and they have these weird commercials and it's like, they have these little scenario and skits with like this emu and or limu or whatever the thing is and this guy and they just do stupid stuff together, you know? And it's not really like anything to do with insurance or banking or it's just like, it's like the Geico gecko. Mm -hmm. It's like mm -hmm. that, like, okay, he's a spokesperson. They built this brand around this gecko because it sounds like Geico. It's funny, but they have like mm -hmm. amazing commercials, but um it's the same thing like they have this weird quirkiness behind it and so even if it doesn't really apply but it fits kind of like you know what i'm trying to point out is you know what washington mutual is or certain banks or companies so when they put something goofy out it can work well, but I think actually, I might contradict myself. I think it could work well for startups too, because I think advertising is changing where people prefer the weird, wacky, funny, comical commercials that are just strange. So, it's more about like the content base of it than it is like the product or 
what it is. Like people will, people will just, will be just as happy sharing a really wacky, funny commercial with other people. And that's like the product. And Gap, I think did that. Gap or Old Navy. I can't remember. One of the two. They put that commercial out, commercial out with a ship my pants. Okay. Remember they put, you know what I'm talking about? No, I haven't seen that one, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not following okay. you. Yeah, yeah, because you can ship, they had like a shipping thing. So they were, made this commercial. It's like, you can ship your pants, but it sounds like something else. And um, it was hysterical. I, I didn't buy any pants from them. I don't like pants from that kind of that store, but I was sharing that commercial with everyone because it was so funny. And that was like the product of them in a weird way. So that, mm -hmm. that went, became extremely popular, just the commercial. Now, I don't know how, if their sales increased or not, I have no idea. I assume so because they got so popular. But even if a startup had that commercial, that would be hysterical. But I mean, is that necessarily good marketing or crappy marketing? I'm not, I'm not sure. I just know that's something that people would like, you know? And I guess that's what makes good versus bad marketing. It's, it's, you know, what will people be excited about? What will really resonate with them? And it kind of is less about them knowing if we're a bank or not, but if it's a trade-off. So if you, if you think, if you think they'll like a video or something more, but it doesn't explain exactly what you do, like, is it worth running that video? Yeah, it's almost like the commercial itself is branding, you know, it stands out just to represent itself, not necessarily a company. It's like it's, it's like, own, it's like yeah. some products. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah, man. Um, I, I think so. I mean, um, yeah, there's, there's a commercial that like during the, well, the Super Bowls are good, good examples of that. You know, you, you'll see all kinds of, you know, commercials during the Super Bowl and, things that, that you would never really see and that stand out that, you know a ton of money go into obviously and it's like they they come across with these you know these cool like these different brands and um you know um obviously through like stories or through through comedy um they're they're displaying something i i once had a friend um who was in one of those commercials and um it was for career builders you know the the job site and it was just it was during the super bowl and you know the the commercial was all about you know uh what would you do to get a new job or, or whatever it is and it showed people doing hysterical things like you know this guy crying on the street mm -hmm. uh, this lady kind of going bonkers in her car um you know people saying weird things and just like uh uh my my friend was a guy crying in the street, you know, and he was just like, you know, going like hysterical crying about losing a job or whatever. And um, he actually won a, that, that commercial won like an Emmy, you know, uh, no way. for, yeah, for, for doing a good job. 
and um so i was like wow it's pretty cool you know i i you know wow. i knew this guy he, he was actually one of my uh uh he was he was my agent i was i used to act a little bit you know uh back in the day and no um what? yeah 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 <laughs> so i i would you know go for auditions and stuff like that for commercials and it was fun i loved it but i mean did you um, did you get any did you nail anything yeah, I did some stuff. I mean, nothing major because I didn't do it long enough. Um, but I, I got a, I got a few paying jobs, you know, and I had fun uh, just in the industry, kind of auditioning and doing callbacks and all that stuff. Like it was a lot of fun, and I learned a lot. I grew as an actor, even though I didn't do like major jobs. But I mean, um, you know, I ended up moving too far away when uh, I moved to Riverside. Yeah, when I, I was in Orange County going to auditions in Hollywood and then like uh, when I moved to Riverside, I was too far to go on these auditions anymore. So I, mm -hmm. I just stopped my, my career then. Wow. But um, I've, I've done stuff, you know, since then, just more private type jobs here and there. Yeah. But like, uh, but not like the industry anymore. So, but, uh, but no, it was fun though. I mean, I, I met some cool people and um, yeah, this, this person was in that commercial and he was telling me how it went and he won an Emmy. Oh my god! And I was, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. It's uh, yeah. I was, I was looking at Toyota Camry commercials. I was in a, um, what's that one market? Fresh and easy. I'm not sure if they're even in business anymore. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's so, so funny. Was, well, commercials are changing for sure. Like, but you mentioned Super Bowl. Like Super Bowl, you know, no one really cares about the products frankly, in my opinion, I, I think people care more about just understanding that when they go into Super Bowl and they think about the commercials, I think the mindset's more about competition. I think they're going like, oh man, Coca-Cola, Bud Light, all these guys, they're competing. So I'm, I'm excited to see who has the best commercial. I think it's more about that, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. That's true. Like last yeah, year, I mean, last year, Bud yeah. Light and Coors Light did a, had a feud. Remember? Because mm -hmm. Bud Light bashed Coors. They're like, wait, I'm sorry, what did they say? Oh, yeah, yeah. Bud Light was like, um, what did they say? We don't have, they ran a commercial and totally trashed Coors Light saying that we don't have corn syrup in our beer. <laughs> and Bud Light, sale, um, Bud Light sales like exploded, but they bashed <laughs> and then And then Coors Light came back and was like, did something about requesting an apology well, because because that, it's hurting their yeah. because it was an insult to uh, their contracted farmers that produce the corn to produce their uh -huh. corn syrup. Oh yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but like it's a few like it's a competition that time. Yeah, you know. Well, and that just goes to show that that's that that you know commercials can really be like that. It could it could capture the audience based off of a couple of ideas, you know. So they, they don't really look at the brand so much or the company. They just go, man, that's a cool idea or that's a cool concept. And I like that, you know, and I, I agree with that. And so as soon as you bond with your audience, whether emotionally or pictorially, it's like, oh, they go, oh, yeah, I like that. I like that. I resonate, you know. They might not even like beer, you know, but just because that was a cool concept, now they're going to all of a sudden get, get, a, get, a, get a bottle of Bud Light or something, you know. Yeah, but when so, I saw that commercial, I was like, oh, no. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> they just bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, yeah. It, like, it – I mean, I'm not, not saying we should bash it, but it was – it kind of resonated in a lot of people. 
Cause then they, now it's like a team thing. They're, they're like, Oh man, I wonder what Cord's Light's going to say. I wonder what, wonder what they're going to come back with, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, we could develop storylines. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So I guess like how, how companies are viewed by the public, you know, especially if you're a, a young, um, you know, company and you're just starting out, um, we there's it's almost like the world is our canvas you know it's like we could paint any picture you know especially if you're a startup and you're just getting out there like paint that picture of who you are and you'll you'll you, you might reach like the biggest firms out there without even knowing it you know because they like your concept they like your idea um and 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 just don't discount yourself because um you know uh you know, your creativity and your, your ability to brand and, and, and also your, your, your sense of humor can really take you a long ways. Um, that's something that I tell myself every day is like, you know what, don't worry about, you know, um, you know, trying to wow everybody all at once. Just try to get, try to impress those few people that you can and just build that relationship and go from there, you know. And, you, you know, if you if your goal is to become a, a large company and to you know impress a lot of people, then you'll get to that point. But you'll, you'll take the necessary steps to get there. Um, you know, uh, so don't think you have to do it all at once. But I mean, just know that as long as you're moving forward uh, every day, your agenda is going forward every day and you're doing a little bit to get you to get you to your goal, um, you'll get there. In fact, I mean, now that we're talking about the acting and all that. I remember when I first started off in acting, you know, um, I was like, well, how do I make it in this industry? It's so competitive and there's so many people. And then I was, I was led to this book. It was called like act now, ACT now, act now. Oh, that's and um, yeah. And I was like, what's this book? And so I read, I read parts of it. And the, the thing that I remember the book telling me, it said for you to achieve your goal. And this is whether it's acting or anything else you do in life. It says do one thing every day to, to get to that goal, you know, um, and and so don't skip a day, you know, do one thing every day to get to your goal. And I thought, well, that seems pretty simple. So I, I applied myself, you know, one day I would just memorize lines. The next day I would practice the lines. The next day I would, you know, do get into character the next day. But I, I didn't skip a day. I did something every day for a while. And before you know it, you know, I'm getting in front of the people I need to get in front of. I'm doing the things that need to be done. And I just felt a lot of confidence coming up. And the, the whole point of the book is that don't think you have to do major complicated things either. It could just be a simple check off the list type of thing. And I just, I bought the book, you know, I, I shared with a friend or whatever it is. I mean, um, you know, just, it could be a simple thing, like a simple task. But as long as you're going, uh, uh, you're taking baby steps to get to your goal, You'll, you'll eventually get there. That's, that's kind of the nature of the book. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Like you, setting, setting big goals can just make you go crazy. Like imagine yeah. if you're like, Ooh. well, I'm going to write my check a 10, I'm going to write myself a check for $10 million. Cool. Great. But just, I mean, you know, it could take a little bit. Maybe do like a thousand dollars and then two thousand and then because you could you, it can make you go a little it can make you discouraged, you know yeah, right, that's true, yeah yeah, it could really it could really discourage you, but I like that book. little goals it, I mean 
kind of like, would you rather get one M&M a day? I'm ta- it's like I'm talking to my two-year-old. Would you rather get one M&M a day or would you rather get 30 M&Ms at the end of the month? You know? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of something like that, but act now. I'm going to check that out. That's pretty fun. I had no idea you were an actor. That's so fun. I took an acting class one time. Yeah. Uh, like a Saturday morning acting class. Because I'm pretty, I'm pretty artistic. Mm. A musician and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I took this acting class because it was one of, the, one of the few things I never tried as like an art. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. It was fun. But mm. I think I was too young. I was, well, I'm not too young. I'm, I'm 30 now. And when I did it, I was probably 18 or something, 17, something like that. Mm. But maybe I was too young or something. I just didn't click with me. It wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next thing I gotta try is stand up. I gotta try some stand up. That's the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I know. I gotta try like every like art form there is. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gosh. man. I, that's good. I, you know, you gotta stay creative. Get, keep those uh, ideas going, and get your get your get your life going in different directions to like stay stay like creative. And I don't know if I if I that, the reason why I did the acting was kind of to get out there and get some fresh air and branch out a little bit, you know, and, and get away from the day to day. And it, it helped me to be a lot more creative. And what I did was in the end was I brought my acting into my 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 work. And so now when I, um, so like my sales, I actually, I actually um, use a lot of my acting skills when I do sales. Um, so it's kind of, kind of fun how I do that, you know, like kind of getting into character, getting to my, to getting into my emotional frame of mind. You know, I do a lot of those things when I go into my sales meetings now. <clears throat> and it's kind of fun how it helps me. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah. Everything you have, you know, you're not, you're not trying to learn how to walk again, really. Like everything you have learned in your life up to the point you're at now that those are all tools that's all knowledge that's all stuff you have available that you can use you know people are a lot more people oh i'm gonna add one more thing but people have a lot more potential than they think and they have a lot more potential that they're born with like you don't have to go to school to unlock this potential Mm -hmm. Uh, we had some we had some like a family, not family, but like a couple we kind of know lives across the street from us. And um, they, how old was Alexa? Alexa was, she's two and a half now. She's probably like a year and a half old. It's like a year ago. Mm -hmm. They asked, uh, cause we're we're like, hey, you want to come over? We'll like get a, like a blow up pool out. We'll have some fun, you know, whatever. And she, they came over and they asked us, well, when are you going to put her in preschool? You know, when are you going to start this? We're, we're sending our kids some really expensive place, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I was thinking like, well, I think we're going to hold off a year. You know, I think we're just going to kind of like do it when she's ready. There's no rush. And I really feel that, you know, depending on when she starts preschool, or depending on when she graduates high school or what college she goes to, if she even goes to college or if she, whatever it is, even if she dropped out of high school, like none of that are determining factors for anything in a person's life. 
Mm. They still can make a decision to turn their life around or pursue a certain goal um, or anything. Yeah. People already have this in them. That's true. That's right. We were very resilient. Yeah. I, I really, really believe that. And this has happened before. I met this one guy who dropped out of high school, I think. And he started working for UPS as this uh, packager. And this was right years and years ago. Like this guy's maybe like 50 something now, but I met him like 10 years ago. Uh, he eventually became a, the CEO of some major company, right? And oh, then wow. he became, then he started this online, one of the first online stores where you can purchase prescriptions from. I think it's like RxMed.com or something like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's, he's super successful, right? And he yeah. goes golfing and he does all this like successful things that successful people do, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but but he did all that, and he didn't even go to college. He didn't. I don't think he finished high school. Mm. He just he already had that in him. He there you go, that. man. Absolutely, yeah, 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 man. Yeah, that's a good note there. I, you know, uh, wow. Yeah, that speaks to a lot of people. I'm sure that are, are going, man. I don't have the education. I, don't, I can't afford the education. Uh, but I do have my kind of, you know, school of hard knocks or just my experience in life. That's all valid, man. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I, you know, I think a lot of people learn their craft, even when they're a kid, you know, I mean, whether you're in construction or doing some kind of, you know, office work, you know, a lot of our skills we find out, man, I knew that when I was in, in the fourth grade or something, you know, it's like, we, we are uh, a product of our, of our upbringing and whether we got it from our family members or just being in the world, um, there's some things we just learn. Um, I call them gifts, you know, and, and we all have our own unique gifts, you know, and <clears throat> so the question is, what are we doing with those? Are we, are we going somewhere and burying those and not putting them to use? Or are we really, you know, putting them to use and, and, and exercising the gifts that we have? Because I think if we tap into those gifts and go, man, you know what? I'm going to put this to work. Um, it'll create a huge difference, uh, whether, you know, like that guy became a CEO or whether you start a company or whether you just, you know, do something to help somebody out. I mean, you know, gifts can be used in so many different ways, but the whole point is to use them and not to just bury them. But um, yeah. And it's finally, it's just, <laughs> last thing I'll mention is this final thought I have. It's yeah. life you know, it's not about, it's not about success though. Right. So if that's your goal, that should stay as a goal, but it's not like the purpose of, of life really. Like the, per your purpose of life is what, what you find meaning in. So people have to make money, right? This still has to happen, but, but it's really more about finding like what clicks with you, right? What, what is your meaning in your life that you're doing? Well said. Yeah, I agree, man. That's right. So yeah, yeah in the, in the end, it's not about um, all the, the toys we amass, all the houses we have or anything like that. 
it's, you know, um, I guess really about who we are as a person, if we're content, um, if we are grateful, you know, if we are, um, you know, happier with, uh, you know, um, what we know and understand. You know, yeah. I, I, would, I would rather, I know, I know sometimes like, you know, with, with me, like, you know, I can get blinded, you know, like I get, I get uh, blinded by, like, it could be success, you know, it could be the allure of success or something, you know, that blinds me. And then all of a sudden I go, wait, I'm not really the same person anymore. I don't like who I'm becoming. Wait a minute, I got to get a gut check here. Am I really happy? Am I really, you know, motivated for the right reasons? Then I get focused again. I go, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I was a little off there. I got to get back to why am I doing what I do and why and, and what's motivating me? Am I motivated for something outside of myself or is it something within myself that's motivating me to do good things? And so uh, it's a gut check every once in a while. And um, hopefully, uh, you know, all of us can, can do that from time to time and get back into that right place. But um, yeah, I think that's a really good point, Daniel. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Well, um, hopefully that resonates with some people. So. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, anything else on your, on your thoughts there, Daniel, or, uh, how we feeling about, uh, you know, uh, with this podcast, you feel like we're, we're pretty much closing this one out. I think we're good, man. I think that's everything. All right. Well, sounds good. Let's have a happy Friday. And for those of you tuning in on a Saturday, a happy Saturday. Well, friends, now that's a wrap. Thank you for joining us today at Peppers and Flowers. We look forward to joining you again next Saturday. Daniel and James signing off.